Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent breed is people! Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 515, Joker Nova. Yeah, it's, yeah, just Joker. That's how you know it's Artie. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't call it the Joker. No, it's, you know, yeah. you got those cool opening credits and all that good stuff, so. So uh, before we dig in, let's go around the table. Everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play Store, Spreaker, because Kevin likes it when I say Spreaker. Uh, while you're there, subscribe so you never miss an episode. And, of course, you can check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, you could leave a review, and then you can hop over, join our group. This is a lot of stuff. I hope you're writing it down. Got it. Uh, you can join our group called the League of Show Sharers. You can also share an episode and be an honest-to-goodness League of Show Sharer. Um, and then our Patreon account, patreon.com slash real spoilers. Five bucks, you get bonus content, and you get to help out. Mm-hmm. And that'll make you feel all warm and tingly inside, Indeed. but not in the dirty spots. No. I mean, unless like you're into your that. Heart. I mean, I don't know what your fetishes are. Yeah, I don't judge. But uh, I mean, if giving us money is that for you, please. But, but yeah, I, I mean, mean but you if do it, it as often as you want. If yeah. it makes you tingly in your dirty spots, <laughs> I'm just thinking 10 or 15 bucks. <laughs> Well, how tingly will you how feel then? Will you, spider sense tingly. You'll feel very tingly indeed. <laughs> so um, there is all that. I guess uh, let's uh, dig in to uh, Joker. Whoa. That's it's a movie that not a lot of buzz about. I mean, no, I've already talked about this. They movie. kept it pretty much on the DL. They didn't yeah. want to. They didn't want to. You know, didn't even know this was coming out. No, this I weekend. had no idea. Be by surprise. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to say this right off the bat. I'm going to make references to uh, the Killing Joke, which was a one shot story by Alan Moore and Brian Boland. Uh, that actually got wasn't supposed to be in continuity, but it got brought into in. the continuity. Uh, I'm also going to talk about a, a book called The Batman, The Man Who Laughs, which is the uh, post zero hour, which was like when DC first rebooted their continuity. It's the, the, his. Well, origin. It wasn't when they first. Re- well, <laughs> the second time. Uh but the, I'm going to talk about both those books. That book is by Edward Baker and Doug Monkey. Go find both of those if you've not read them and you were trying to get into Batman stuff. Those are two of the probably the best Joker centered stories that have ever been written well, and you know the connection but the the whole full circle thing with the man who laughs yeah it was like a, it was a movie that but it was the guy the the guy from that is based on like jerry robin uh robinson's original yeah look. jerry Ro- when when jerry robinson created the joker he modeled it on conrad voigt and yes. the man who laughs so to have a book about the joker called the man who laughs yes. brings it full circle and it's right. really neat i mean that that was a huge inspiration if you go back and look at that film from the 1920s and you see the guy with the makeup and the really creepy looks like geez that was joker back then. oh you yeah know that? absolutely you can see it yeah and, and let's let's not let's not uh bob kane didn't create anything <laughs> let's put that right on front yeah. street jerry yeah jerry robinson was the man and created almost everything you love about Batman. oh my gosh i have a great book if you can uh, find it um i don't know if they're still selling it new but certainly you can find it uh online somewhere ebay but there's a, a big hardcover book on jerry robinson and it goes through everything that he yeah. created and it's amazing it's i love it I mean, when you go through i mean uh, uh, and some of it was created with bill finger who obviously right. was very influential as well and has been getting more credit over the years and he he's another one who is like created everything yeah, but bob kane didn't create anything yeah came up with the name yeah 
but but yeah, the the stuff that you know and love, Bill Finger, Jerry Robinson. But if you can find this book, I wish I knew the exact title, but it's a big hardcover, like a coffee table size book, and it just goes through artwork and all the years and comics where stuff that he created first appeared. And right. It's fascinating to see his influence on the yes, Batman. Absolutely. So uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot of reference. I know that, that Todd Phillips has said that they didn't. This is an original story, and it for the most part is. But a lot of it is taken from the Killing Joke. Um, I, I I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, there's one. I think there's one big. There's thing. one through line. So there's never been a definitive Joker origin story, which is the way it should be. But I think that's it, also why this movie is a standalone film. If we're gonna do a an origin story for a villain, this is the one because we don't have a definitive story. So here's the here's my thing though. Since he is the this character, the Joker character in this movie, is an unreliable narrator. Is this right. the origin? I, I that's I that's the we'll best get, part. It's like exactly you don't we'll like get there, you're listening but, to him and you're just like okay you're going along with it, but throughout the entire when you realize what's happening, yeah. you're like maybe but, this is just not real. Yeah. By the time we get to the end and we'll talk about the things what we think are real or not, but I think that's one of the best parts of this is we've never had a definitive Joker origin story, and I think this is a great one. But also you question is this even the definitive it's Joker? The, it's the uh, Heath Ledger effect yeah. where he's telling different origins about why yeah. he looks the way he does and things like that. Yeah. And that's, there's a lot of nods. There's like there's a scene where he slides down a pole. Uh, so there's a lot of nods to former Batman stuff and other. He I think slides down a pole. Yeah, he like jumps on like a pole and slides down. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember that. And I was like, that. well, all right, I, I get oh. it. Yeah. Did he lift a Shakespeare head? He did not. No, no, <laughs> he did not. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. So this movie opens uh, with Joaquin Phoenix uh, as Arthur Fleck, who is we don't really know what his story is from the jump. Just that he is a uh, loser, very much a loser. He's working for. Uh, like a clown for hire company, and he's working for like a uh, was like an uh, appliance store or like an electronic store. Yeah, he's like a sign twirler, right? Looking like a clown. This company rents out clowns for promotional things, whether it's parties, events, uh, stores that are advertising. They outsource this company to send clowns to different things. Correct, and he's just you know he's twirling the sign, and two kids like a bunch of a group of kids kind of jump him and take the sign, and he has to run after him, uh, and gets jumped by these kids, and then um. You know, he. It's interesting. One of the this this is a beautifully shot movie. Like this is next level. Like, I movie, was shocked. This movie is gorgeous, and that's one of the things that really sold me on it. What's well, funny? It's gorgeous in how ungorgeous. Oh, it is. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to put. A, I was trying to find the words to describe it because you're absolutely right. It's a it's, dirty, disgusting, you know, filthy movie. Right. But it's beautifully shot, and right. so it is like brutally gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a good way to like I mean, it, it's just I mean, it's tough because this is the first time that Gotham has not looked like Gotham. Like this looks like New York City yeah. rather than uh any previous like the Nolan stuff was shot in Chicago, Chicago so it looks yeah. like you know, that looks like what Gotham should look like. Um but this one looks like New York in the 70s, which I mean and and this is where I think that we should jump in here with the parallels that it draws to Scorsese's work. Sure. So as most people know, Martin Scorsese was a producer on this project in the beginning. Right. Randomly, just all of a sudden, his name was pulled from it. We don't know why. There's never been an actual explanation. I'm thinking maybe after this movie comes out, makes its money. I mean, eventually, hopefully it will come out. Why? I'm just curious. But uh, this movie read so Scorsese all over it. Uh, And so when we're talking about 1970s New York, this takes place. According to Wikipedia, it's 1981. Yeah, Yeah, this takes place early 80s. Well, I was trying to figure, when did Blowout come out? Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was like 80, 81. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a, I mean, that's, that's on a marquee. 
as like okay. when certain characters are coming out of a theater. Okay. Yeah, then that makes sense. Yeah, but this movie is so. When we talk about these these movies of Scorsese's, obviously a lot of them revolve in New York. But there's two films in partic- particular this movie draws a lot of inspiration from. One is Taxi Driver, yep. and one is King of Comedy. Absolutely. And so those two, if you combined Taxi Driver and King of Comedy and applied Joker to it, I feel like that's a perfect description for this movie. I think movie. you're right. Uh, when we talk about the character of Arthur Fleck, I mean, look at Rupert Pupkin and... Travis Bickle. And, and, well, yeah, but uh, you know, you've got this loner who appears unstable he lives with his mother he imagines an audience laughing at his bad jokes yeah i mean the parallels there are there's a lot going so on yeah and what's what's kind of brilliant he about even this, role plays being on the show yeah yeah, like yeah, there's, yeah there's no way that you can't say that he drew influence especially with scorsese as a producer early on in this movie it's i mean it's unquestionable that it takes influence from that so we see that character a lot and the killing joke yeah that's the origin of the Joker. One that, bad day. Yeah, we see that, that he's an aspiring stand-up comedian. He's not good at it, and he breaks. Yeah. And so, well, no, I think doesn't he? He's trying to make money, and he joins up with the Red Hood. Yeah. And then he gets knocked into the vat. And sure. Becomes a Joker. Yeah. But but it's 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 like he's just he's he seems like he's a good guy, and he's trying to pursue this dream, and bad stuff happens to him, and so that's his origin in that book of the Joker. When you look at King of Comedy, you've got the Rupert Pupkin character who's very similar to Arthur Fleck. He's not good. He thinks he's great. He has these illusions and, and dreams that blur fantasy and reality. Yeah. Um, it's it's great because this movie does something very similar where you have to decide and you have to figure out what's real or not because the movie just films them like it's, a, it's life. the next scene. Yeah. Um, but, but in that... That's life. Yeah. And Scorsese's uh, picture... What was it? 82? Two or eighty three. What's that? The King of Comedy. It, that was early eighties. I want to say yeah. too. Yeah. Because I know it was. It's interesting that he doubled down on that again. With don't ruin it for people yeah. if they haven't seen it. But um, yeah, but there's yes, a question. It's, the same, there. it's a yeah. question. Yeah. yeah, King of Comedy was eighty two. Eighty two. Okay. Look at the timeline of, yeah. of this movie and King of Comedy. Yeah. I, I I think this movie's more King of Comedy, but you, there's definitely the Taxi Driver influence. But King of Comedy didn't have the the violence, mm. right? You know what I mean? Yeah, that it's like right. you could still. You could still end up rooting for uh for what Rupert Pumpkin Pumpkin Pumpkin, Pumpkin yeah Pumpkin yeah Pumpkin yeah. there's no M Pup Pumpkin Pumpkin yeah. Yeah. yeah you could still end up rooting for him because ultimately he didn't hurt people yeah. I mean he did take people hostage I'm not saying he wasn't a, he didn't and it, and it could have easily uh t- went wrong yes. and ended in violence yeah. but that, I think that's kind of the there's a, and also just to go back to that argument about the John Wick violence compared to this and i feel like when you have a movie like john wick that doesn't i mean it does glorify the violence but that's also there's a there's a there's a sheen of action movie violence yeah compared to and there's also a structure of that movie where a you know he's not hurting anyone innocent right right there are no innocent bystanders so when we you know right and in this one it's like there's it's not like uh, he's not reloading on the fly. Like he's, you know, it's one gun, one shot, and then there's other like factors that weigh into. So to go back on what I said, I was like, I don't really understand. I I understood what Todd Todd Phillips was saying. Now I'm on the flip side of that. After seeing Joker, I understand the the fear and what this movie could. There's entice. a big difference. There's a big between difference between like action movie saying. violence and this kind of real violence. world real right. world violence so the other parallels so we've already talked about 
Rupert Pupkin is this comedian who's not good, but he's obsessive. He thinks he has talent when he doesn't, and he imagines things around him, like people laughing at his jokes and audiences cheering and him becoming a celebrity. Rupert Pupkin does the same things in King of Comedy and set in the same time period. Now, Taxi Driver, where that comes in, certain points in Joker, he's keeping a journal and he's reading it in therapy sessions. The social worker tells him to keep this journal, and Travis Bickle keeps a journal and taxi driver and narrates it through his journal and he talks about the streets of new york being filthy and trash and someone needs to clean this place up and arthur flex has a very similar thing about gotham in the streets and And, so and this is gotham this is obviously this is pre-batman uh and it's about to become the gotham that we've always seen like where it's not safe to walk at night like it's 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 on the verge of becoming that version of gotham like we're right there this is honestly an origin story for Gotham, like in the Gotham that we know and everybody involved in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like a it's, it's putting be, all the pieces in place. I'd be interested to see if they bring this in. And they, I mean, they, there's a way they can do it. And I'll get into that at the end. I hope they don't. I I I honestly I would like to see more movies set in this world. I hope like they don't bring it in, universe. but just let it be its own thing. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. I and think let's it, not see 20 of them. Sure. Let's see one every two or three years. You mean like a like a an alternate universe Gotham? Yeah. Okay. I mean they've already got it. Yeah. They got a TV one. They right. got a movie one. Why they've got a, so a, what difference? A, another make? TV one. Your, your thing's already so splintered. You know, you stumbled into something I that I thought was was pretty good. I when I first got done watching the movie, I wasn't sure what I thought of it. I've, and yeah. and the the more distance I get from it, the more I the more I like it. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I I like. Um, it's funny. Uh, I was talking to Dan about it a little bit, and he was like, "Oh, great, another Batman origin story." And I was just like, eh, "I get that," but I like how they kind of came at it sideways. Yeah, and it's, it's a back end origin story. Yeah, back end exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like, I liked the that take. Yeah. And ultimately, I, I look at this like an Elseworld story. That's kind of where I was at, and in that I, I liked, you know, I like when they they take the pieces and they put them in a. A different environment, and uh-huh. they see like, well, how does it work here? Let's, send, Gotham him to, let's by, send him to Russia. Let's yeah, see let's see what Gotham, Gotham by Gaslight or Red yeah. Sun, or like, let's see how it works in these worlds. And uh, and uh, you know, I I like that. I also am like, I I'll be interested. I know they made a lot of money. I'll be interested to see what people actually kind of think about it. Yeah, because. I also kind of walked away going like, "Who is this for?" Like, oh, do you like seventies art house movies and Batman? Let's make one of those. Yeah, and it's, so it's like I I don't know if the average person is going to walk out of this movie happy with it's it. Got super high scores. For Does audiences. it? Yes. Okay, that's great. I just, so, which I, is great because I was worried. Now the yeah. critics. So if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it's now at sixty nine percent. So it was hovering around certified fresh is 70 or higher. Man, really? It still has the certified fresh rating, even though it's dipped to 69. So it might be right on the border there. Um, but audience are in the 90s. Uh, Cinema score gave it a B plus, which I think for this movie is really high because yeah, this yeah. is one of those love it or hate it movies. It's a divisive movie, and, I'm sure. For yeah, people, yeah, to have a B plus, I think is really surprising that people, you know, you think it would average to a C. You That's hated it or you guess. loved yeah, it. Sure. Yeah. So audiences are really digging this movie, which I think is good because... It's a heavy movie. It's not your typical. It is a heavy movie, and I think the movie. the the negative critical reactions I've seen for the most part seem to be people that are like, "This is a fake arty move, artsy movie." I don't agree with that. I'm just I'm just saying. No, that's, no, no, yeah. yeah. I, but like, I, I, they're like, "You took a superhero movie and made and and made it almost as a parody of an art house movie." And I, you know, it's funny we talk about how Marvel stuff. 
and how DC, you know, hasn't really captured that. Right. And I think ultimately they should thank Marvel for it because I do think that that they've aped the Marvel model. In movie. what way? It, and this the, is like bringing Scorsese to do a DC movie, right? Got it's you. it's like in you. the way that you can look at a at a Marvel movie and go, "Oh, we're gonna set." What if John Hughes made a made a Spider Man movie? Got it. Got or it, got what? It, got you know, let's let's make a faux Shakespearean drama with Thor, right? Like, and the, the Rocketeer with Captain America, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, or let's do a spy movie. Let's do Three Days of Condor, but with Captain America. Yeah. That's right? really what they did here. I mean, yeah, this is, like I that's said, a great this, point. The the with the ex- Wonder Woman is just a Wonder Woman movie. It's right. a re- it's a really good movie. Sure, I, I don't feel like they did. They, didn't take they it really from, didn't. There's no. a little bit of fish out of water, but that's nothing crazy. Right. Yeah. but I felt like no, that was Aquaman. <laughs> but uh, he was um, in the water. In there. Yeah. A lot of it was filmed <laughs> underwater, actually. But like, really, I think after Wonder Woman, the best DC movie, in Shazam. my opinion, has been Shazam. I agree. And they followed the Marvel model, right? They were like, okay, let's, let's do, do Shazam. Big. Let's but, do big as a right, but but make it a body swap yeah. comedy. And I feel like that's what they did here. Let's make the Joker, but let's make it a seventies era art house movie. And if you've seen those two movies, and that's why I've been telling everybody, if you have not seen Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, see them first so you understand what they're doing here. Right. Because if you just see this movie, I mean, it's not going to say you won't like it, but it would be interesting to see this movie and be like, oh, I really love what they did here. I've never seen anything like this. But if you've seen those two, right. you'll understand the influences that it's taking, applying that Scorsese 70s, early right. 80s feel to a comic book movie because they've done this exploration before, not with a, a super villain, but they've right. done this human exploration before. And I think that's some of the reason I think that's where some of that negative critical reaction comes into is that sure. took movies that you know critics love, although they didn't love King of Comedy when it came out. Of course they didn't. But uh they didn't they were just like, but this isn't Scorsese. And it's funny, I saw it when I was a kid, I was probably thirteen, fourteen years old, knew nothing about Martin Scorsese right. or or high art film i just saw it on cable and was like this movie's great oh right. it's so good like it's, i just i just enjoyed it yeah. as a kid watching yeah. the movie i need to you revisit know? it but oh it's taxi driver yeah. and camp comedy are my top two like it, i love really those it was yes. like years later when when i was like wait that i like when i finally knew who martin scorsese was and i was like that was him yeah like i had yeah. no clue i just was like I just you interesting, know. but um, I think that's the same as how critics initially came out not as hot on uh, Jackie Brown because it was like, well, this isn't Tarantino, right? It's a great movie, but they're like, oh, I'm expecting Pulp Fiction Tarantino, right. yeah. yeah, totally. And yeah, that he kind of he, he kind of put himself behind the eight ball doing something that was completely different yeah. than I mean, it's a Pulp similar Fiction. situation to what M Night Shyamalan ran into after yeah. Sixth Sense, except he doubled down, he leaned on into it, it. he leaned yeah. Yeah. And just kept trying to recreate it and failing it wasn't until he finally stopped that he kind of had a right. resurgence but i think some of their negative critical reaction is because of the fact that it's so similar to those two movies that they love they almost feel like they're that it's sullying those movies or that it's like, stealing that. from them and i i and i think the average film goer probably hasn't seen taxi driver i feel and like i can i feel very confident they probably no, haven't right. seen king of comedy yeah. and in that and that so to them this is very new and fresh yeah. exactly and that's and and uh, it's not to take away anything from this one because i did like this movie but i like people to understand that scorsese 
made some of these observations with those uh-huh. two movies, a lot of the observations. And it's like when you listen to a song that a pop, uh, like a modern song that a pop star samples and you're like, Oh, this is amazing. Right. They're geniuses. And it's like, that's a sample of 1970. Right. Yeah. Whatever. It's, it's, it's like the kids uh, don't understand that they yeah. didn't invent that. They're sampling. Totally. You know, I mean, how I many times have we had this conversation where you guys love something? I'm like, but that's, yeah. that's like this, you, that's you, this I, thing. The, the one time Kevin, you went, it wasn't on the show, but we were talking, you were, uh, you were talking about it's Gary Shandling show yeah. and how you like, Oh, the way that he would like stop and talk to the yeah. crowd and you'd see the audience and it's like it's a sitcom but he would completely yeah. deconstruct it and nobody would ever done mind. anything like yeah. that and I'm like here's George Burns doing <laughs> yeah. it in 1950 on the yeah. Burns and Allen show right. I mean it was yeah. identical to That's... what you were loving about the Gary yeah. Shandling show and it's the uh, Vanilla Ice didn't create under pressure yeah you know yeah, no, I so I, I just think it's important to understand, but it doesn't take away from this one, I don't think, because they change enough. There's there's a lot of differences. Sure, there are yeah. influences, but what Joaquin Phoenix is doing here is at some point similar to De Niro, but in other ways so vastly different. I and, agree. And Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is the greatest actor working today. I think he's a genius. You know, I think he's Daniel Day Lewis level, but he's of course retired. But I mean, I think he is on that level. Good. The man is is just amazing and and Joaquin Phoenix I always say he has such a distinctive look but yes he yet he disappears into his roles yeah, yeah. oh yeah he takes he takes them over he you know he's a his method body actor language sorts, but changes yeah, and yeah all the, the way time. he carries himself exactly and so it's amazing to see him do this work here and uh the film is similar to Taxi Driver but the performance is not. Yeah. And, and that's, because, that's a good point. Because yeah. Travis Bickle was a wannabe tough guy. Right. And, and he's not. And Arthur Fleck. Well, he, is, he, he's he's not, a, he doesn't want to be tough. He just be, wants to be not picked on. When yeah. when that when that switch flips, right. then it becomes a he, different. But well, he's, even a, then, he's a veteran. He's a PTSD. Yeah. A, is it Vietnam? I think it would have been Vietnam. Vietnam. So he's, yeah. he's a PTSD Vietnam veteran. So he is tough, but he's. Hang on. Were you saying that. Joker isn't a wannabe tough guy, or that Travis Bickle wasn't the, a wannabe. The Joker is not a wannabe tough right. guy until Joker. the switch is flipped. I don't even think I don't even think he's a wannabe tough guy at that point. I think he just lashes out. Okay. Yeah. I get what I mean. Yeah. Because like I mean, remember Travis Bickle, you know, the whole he's standing in the mirror. You talking to me? You talking to me? Like mm-hmm. he's he's practicing how he's going to hurt people. Right. And he's going to try and orchestrate events where he can hurt people. And, and but it, it won't work be, out but it won't he, be his fault right 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 right, right, right and right. that's that's not what Arthur no, that's Fleck's true. doing that's not what he's doing yeah. yeah that's fair that's fair so yeah so he's a uh, he's he gets jumped by these guys and then he has to go talk to his uh, uh social worker, social worker yeah. and it's just this very uh awkward he's he's it's interesting because it's it's almost an introspective look where he's like look I'm about to snap right like cuz he asks her uh, to increase his meds and she was like why and he's explaining he was like I'm tired of feeling bad and it's like this like you can see from the jump that he has a an interesting introspective look at himself where he's like this is going to turn bad and I'm telling you now I need help and they're kind of just like yeah and that's probably what the system was like back then I mean it's, where like, it's still like yeah, that. <laughs> uh, where it's just like they do a check in and they're like okay you haven't killed anybody see ya and sends him on his way. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is too is he says increase my meds, and she says you're already on yeah, seven different seven, medications. Yeah. So she's like, she's basically saying like you're on all these different things, level you out, and and it also and, and also like that could that could be part of the problem, right? Could Just, be. Is, isn't like more medicine is necessarily a good thing, right? Like it, right, right. You know, like and, and we'll talk about it. He eventually does get off his meds, and there's a turning point in the yeah, movie after yeah. that so and we'll explore what that means but he also has this disorder that i didn't catch from the i don't small think part. i don't think he does 
maybe maybe not yeah. but this disorder that he shows that he laughs uncontrollably uh in moments where he should be sad or scared or his afraid. His, his, his his what it's like a card that he so he gets on this bus and there's a kid you know he's having a it, it's interesting that this the uh the go-to shot with the joker at this point is him leaning with his head against like a police car mm-hmm. so we've yeah. got it like a few times recently um but he has sees this kid and he has this really genuine interaction where he's making he's making the kid laugh and the mom is just like hey 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 like don't like don't Stop talk to bothering my and kid he's like i wasn't and then the yeah. mom kind of snaps at him it, and he starts is, laughing this is the point where in the beginning of the movie we're supposed to feel bad for him and i think which it's the, i struggle with and i but i but i think it's the same way that you feel bad for travis bickle the same right. way that you feel I, bad for I rupert feel, pupkin i feel bad for him until he's yeah does there's, something violent there's a right. point and todd phillips said you're supposed to until you don't right this movie is not supposed to be an apology or to justify his actions it, the uh, movie there's it, this is something society struggles with i think is that one we've lost the cap- capability of nuance but there's a difference between a reason and an excuse yeah, yeah that's and, true and so this shows you the reason he he's becomes the joker but it doesn't excuse why he's the you're not supposed to agree with it right but you're trying to understand him and that's again why i think this movie is smart is because you're seeing the progression of his um you know the downfall of this man and his psychological state and he's having a bad day and everyone's beating him up and at this one point he breaks and that's not to excuse it but if you want to understand why the joker this is an explanation for why the joker is the way he is the joker is a heinous supervillain. He's, he's the a he, he's probably he one is, of the worst. He is a terrible person. You're not supposed to say, "Yay, Joker killing people." That's not the point. But you're supposed to understand why would the Joker become the way he is? That's why I really and, struggle with the the way that Harley and Joker were represented in Suicide Squad. And people are just like, "Oh, I want a relationship like Joker yeah. and Harley." It's like, "No, no you, you don't." don't. Like, like he yeah. broke that woman yes. was a professional. He broke that woman. Yeah. Like Lord knows what he did to her. And then he threw her in a vat of chemicals. Right. Like, that's not an okay relationship. But that's the problem that people are going to have that are coming out of this movie that are saying, I walked out, or it's terrible, this and that, is that they don't understand that nuance there. There, right. there is a complete difference. Joker is not the hero. He is not the good guy. He, I mean, he's the main character of this right, film, but right. that doesn't mean that he's a good guy. He's right. just the subject of the film. And this is an answer. But, you have the question, why is Joker Joker? Here's your answer. But people also misunderstood Travis Bickle, right? Like, that's what yeah. inspired the guy who shot Reagan. Right, right. right. But then, so this has been going yeah. on for decades and i mean longer than that books you know art and media telling stories this has gone on but i think people have to understand that though is that joker is not a good person and you feel sorry for him at first but then you don't and i'm the same way with like with travis bickle right like at first you feel bad for travis bickle but when he goes and he tries to assassinate a presidential candidate, I don't feel bad for him at that point. Right. Lock him up, right? There, there's a breaking point, and he only lucks out of going to jail. Like he is shown as a hero at the end of that movie. Spoilers for 1976 sure. or whatever. Oh, you can spoil that one. Uh, I can't spoil Shut Up. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily a twist, but it's uh, he's shown as a hero in that. But he lucks into it because if he right. didn't get if he didn't get foiled in his assassination attempt, he would have been in jail, right? right but he gets right. away and he lucks into it and becomes well. A and hero. the Joker. There's a point in the movie where the Joker could have become a hero. Could have, yeah. On the well, kind of uh, did the, on the subway. Yeah, I mean, he kind of does. Yeah, it, it, yeah. not a good, not in a good right. way. Well, he's embraced by a certain yeah. aspect of the population, but right. like he could have been Bernie Getz. Yeah, you for know? sure, for and sure. Also, the laughing thing is a real condition. It is, but it's I wonder if like pseudo bulbar effect. Yes, it is real. But like my point is, I wonder if he, it's real for him. 
and I mean, we we get into kind of what happened like when we talk to uh, the mom in the past when we get like that little flash of like she's like I never knew he was what he was always laughing like he was always a happy boy so I'm like oh, maybe it is yeah but at the same time you're dealing with a Joker where you're just like maybe it is I don't yeah. you know so well, he's on this bus and he starts laughing and the mom's like what the f-? and uh. He shows her the card, and of course, he's trying. He's trying to contain it. He's got these cards to explain what, his, condition. what his condition is. Yeah. So it's, people to try in those moments, he can't. So he's like, "Hey, I'm not being a dick." Right. Right. Yeah. This, yeah, is, and this is what I've got. It's going. so awkward, and at this point, still because he hasn't done anything bad at this point, you feel so bad for him because you're like, "Here's this guy getting beat up, having a terrible day. He tries to be nice to this kid. He's still being shut down. Right. And he, he now he has this uncontrollable laughter, and you're like, "Geez, this it's guy." Tough. Yeah. So yeah, so he goes home, and we're introduced to his mom. And they've got kind of a weird relationship. And this was the first time where I was like, I wonder, like, when she references Thomas Wayne. And I was like, all right. Well, that's a big character. I didn't expect that. I did not expect that. I knew I there thought was this gonna was going to be like yeah. its own thing. I knew there was obviously going to be Gotham and Arkham Asylum. Yeah, I knew I there did. were going to be Easter eggs. I didn't know it was going to have a through line. I didn't yeah. anticipate, especially the ending. Right. I did not anticipate it being tied that directly into the Waynes into the to the Batman I mean, mythos and it's like they don't like they they everybody's there we, we there's no Jim Gordon like Jim Gordon's not here yet uh but like the Waynes and Alfred Bruce, and Bruce Alfred. and they're all they're all here in this in this world Martha yeah they don't say Martha you know it's that <laughs> so, uh, but, so yeah. but but you know much like Rupert Pupkin this he's this watching he's watching the uh, he's watching De Niro on kind of like a Johnny Carson style show Oh, Which uh, was clearly supposed to be Johnny Carson. Absolutely. I, uh, I did Which not like what? De Niro as... I don't believe De Niro as a late-night talk show host. I don't a little believe, rigid. He I don't a little... believe De Niro as like a happy-go-lucky yeah. late-night. I could picture him as like uh, Mark Maron, who is in the movie as well, but like that kind of style. But like yeah. the, the every the everyman did not really work for De Niro in this. He's just a little stilted yeah. and not as and loose like, as the And I know guys. they wanted to do the nod to King of Comedy, but like also part of the point of De Niro as Rupert Pupkin is that he wasn't good. Right, right, right. Right? And yeah. so now to have him hosting the show. And everybody loves him. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, But that's, yeah, well, we should mention that uh, Jerry Lewis plays Jerry Langford yeah. in King of Comedy. And they wanted Carson. He okay, wouldn't yeah. do it. They, yeah. they oh, tried really? to get Carson, but he wouldn't oh, do it. But yeah. I, I mean, but Jerry Lewis leans right into that role. Jerry Lewis is great in that role, and I think uh, something a lot of people, a lot of people that watch that movie today, probably don't realize unless they're fifty-five plus. Right, is that Jerry Lewis guest ho- guest hosted the Tonight Show a lot? Oh, really? And so that was to see him playing a host of a late night talk show was very much believable in because character. he did it a lot and he had his own talk show that that flamed out but but he did guest host the tonight show a lot he was one of the the more frequent guest hosts so interesting it was you know like so that that played as a very real world and believable for a film goer in 1980 i could definitely see I, I definitely felt the same about de niro i think it's a great nod though i mean the fact, is, the fact this just, movie's taking such inspiration yeah. from that film in particular i just wish de niro was better at it i just yeah. i just don't believe him as a late night talk show host. no i, I agree i hear you it, even but, in, back then but but i love that you know i love that that they use him so now it's like you know by the end of king of comedy we see where rupert pupkin goes with hosting a talk show and that's been his dream the whole movie and here you have him in that jerry lankford role he's murray 
Murray. Yeah. I don't know. Murray, his, Murray, his, Murray, his, Mc, Murray McFlurry. His show, but his show is Murray. And so now he imagines himself. Franklin. Just, Murray, Murray Franklin. Franklin. Okay. But now uh, Arthur Fleck imagines himself like on in, the show well, like just the, like Rupert Pupkin did. Yeah, yeah. He's like in the audience and he's, yeah. you know, the, the monologue is oh. coming to a close. And he's like, I love you. He's like, oh, who said that? It's so good. This scene is so good. And he, Joaquin Phoenix is so incredible in this role. Is there, are, there, are there more Phoenixes? Is there a girl? River. Well, I mean, <laughs> that are alive. He has sisters. Was there a sister? Yeah. I don't know. There was an she, actor? Mm, I don't know about that. Okay. But he does have sisters, okay. I know. Um, um, so, yeah. So then he comes down, and they have this embrace, and they're, they're talking for a second, and uh, De Niro's like, oh, you're so wonderful, and I wish I had a son like you. And I was like, well, okay. Yeah. And then, of course, we snap back to reality. And uh, uh, I just I just love the whole thing. And I think it's in one of the trailers where he but he stands up and he's like, my name is Arthur Fleck. And my mother says, blah, blah. And I yeah, just like right, the whole right, thing right. is just amazing. You get this insight into this guy and his psyche. But when you hear how Murray responds to it is your first clue. You know, the light bulb goes on. We're like, wait a minute. And the other thing this film does, which I think is cool, is whenever he has these sequences, again, they transition right into them. So right. Arthur's watching the show with his mother like they do every night. And he the camera fit pans into the TV and Arthur's in the audience. And so you never, you don't go into his eyes and you don't go into a weird wavy dream sequence thing. The movie goes in and out. And so it makes you question for the rest of the movie, what is real and what is not. And I really like that, how they're not spoon feeding it to you. They're letting you guess and you have to decide what's real. And uh, Joker's always been an unreliable narrator. Always. And this one is just as much. They double down on that in the dark Knight, the Chris Nolan dark Knight, where he, you, he just never you never get any information yeah. as to who he really is which is that from killing joke where he says my past is multiple choice yeah yeah and right. basically that's what they do in this as well like they they you think they give you an origin and then all of us as to who he is like his real name and then all of a sudden you're just like nope like now we have no information whatsoever uh so yeah so he kind of the, he starts his day over again and uh he goes back to work and the guy uh, the dude who was the bad guy in the first season of uh, Barry, Barry, yeah, mm-hmm. the first season of True Detective. Oh, the the big guy. Yeah, he's in Barry too. He's a bad guy. Oh, is he? Oh, you're Barry, right. He yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. But he's also he's the spaghetti. He's monster got the Chechen accent or the Bosnian. Yeah, which yeah I can't yeah. remember which. Yeah, European. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he kind of says he's like, "Hey, I saw what happened." Like that's. But this the before we get to that, there's a scene where uh, Joaquin Phoenix is kind of bent over. And you can see like his spot and it's like that's the way that I've always envisioned like anytime the Joker has been drawn he's always been drawn very thin Mm -hmm. and kind of wiry and this is the first time I think on screen that you've actually seen that look come to life he lost 55 pounds for the role which is insane and they in that Kevin McCarthy interview he's like look I I know it's your process and I'm not going to get into that but like how do you stay healthy like do you work with somebody and Joaquin Phoenix is like I have a doctor and like we have a strict regimen of like what I can eat and what I can't eat and that's how he's like I don't just do it willy-nilly like I have like a a process to make sure I don't die (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah so like you can see his spine and they talk about Todd Phillips had talked about his shoulder and like I guess he had had an accident as a kid so like that shoulder when his shoulder looks all jacked up like oh. that's real okay. like that's really what his shoulder looks like and he's like when he lost all that weight it just makes it look even it's weirder pronounced. yeah you yeah. can see everything more so like it was just that one scene where I was like god that like, like this in a is horror like, movie if he saw some kind of zombie bent over yeah someone, right 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 and he saw their weird sh- like he looks it's, he, it's it's very disturbing it's very disturbing right like he's very he's very gaunt uh in this and I don't think I've ever seen him this I guess he lost a bunch of weight for the master maybe. 
Yeah, but this is this is another level. Yeah, this is this is like Christian Bale the machinist. It's close. It's not that bad, but it's close. So So the the, guy he's like, uh, you know, here, take this. I I saw what happened to you. That sucks. Take this. And he opens it's a bag, and he opens a bag, and there's a gun. And he's like, oh, I I can't. He's like, just take it. Like you look. It's because of his psychological disorders and his medication. He's not supposed to have a gun. Right. And he's just like, it's a tough world out there. Just take it. He's like, okay. So he then he gets called in. I love the 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 little person. Mm -hmm. He's great. Like the scene with the little person when we get to that scene, yeah, was two of my one of my second my second favorite scene of the entire movie. Um, so he goes and he goes inside, talks to the boss, and the boss is like, "Man, like, what are you doing? Like, he's you know the guy you took that guy's sign. He's like, I didn't take it. Like, I got jumped, and then they got well, broke. Why would I want a sign? Why like, would I want the like, sign? And this is again where at this point you're still feeling bad for him because everything's going wrong for him, and it's like, yeah, he's threatening his job. If you don't replace the sign, you're gonna lose your job. Well, he's, he's gonna like, I'm gonna take it out of your check. But like, he's well. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought at some point he alluded to the fact that okay, maybe I just yeah. in my head I was thinking it, but it's like. He was beaten up. He the was sign got smashed. Yeah, and the yeah. sign got smashed. And now they're instead of you know I'm sorry what happened to you whatever he's like yeah you're gonna need to get that sign back and it's just like right. anything that could go wrong is going wrong for this guy. Yeah, it's I mean and that's that's the it's one of those things where it's not to get too political but like when some of these mass shootings happen you don't you don't get any idea leading up to that guy to the moment of the shooting you don't know what has happened in that guy's life or that person's life. Two days prior, you know, it could have yeah. been one thing that snaps and that's that's kind of what we're dealing with here. And I can see where that would be problematic uh, for some people. Well, I, I get that. I think the main point where you're trying to get to is it never excuses those terrible no, actions. It does not. But what it does is shine a light on mental health and yeah. to say that we should take mental health seriously. I think it, not to get too into a certain amendment, but I think it's twofold. I think there is a mental health issue and I think there's also the. The Second Amendment issue. I think that they go hand in hand, and they're both things that need to be relooked at, in my opinion. Uh, so he goes home and kind of the same deal. You know, he this is where we run into Zazie Beats. Where I was like, oh, nice, like good to see her. Mm-hmm. They have an interaction where uh, it's fairly normal. Like it's not like she kind of says she, you know, the, the apartment building sucks. Yeah, and they get like, stuck the in the elevator, elevator. The power is like flickering and everything, and they get stuck. And here's your another nod, to taxi driver. She looks at him like this place sucks. Life sucks here, and she does the finger gun to her yeah. head. And goes, Poof. I mean, that's and he kind of laughs. The famous so. Travis Bickle, at, right? When he puts the gun to his head and blows, so right. And then they they get off the elevator, and he kind of turns around. He's like, "Hey," and does the and same does thing, it, yeah. but in a much creepier manner. Right? Like yeah. he's got longer hair. And so, like, when he does it, his hair moves. It was just very not as funny as when she did it. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, he's very... Joaquin Phoenix is very disturbing looking in this yes. movie. He's frail. He does his have... His teeth are all jacked yeah, up. Yeah, he, he just... He's supposed to. I mean, there's a guy playing the Joker, so... Right. Joker know. pre-Joker, right. Yeah, but it's like, it, he would scare most people in an elevator with a small child and this guy, especially doing finger guns. Sure. Like, yeah. right. It's creepy. So... Next day, nobody he, wants to be in an elevator with somebody fingering themselves or no. Well, it depends on the situation. I guess. <laughs> uh, so next day he's working at a children's hospital and this is the first time we see what looks like absolute joy on his face. Like when he's he spinning is, the sign in the beginning. He's very happy. Yeah. Oh, he, that's true. I guess he, he is. Yeah. Which, yeah you yeah. know, that's the, that's the first time the very beginning. We're like, oh, this guy's happy. He's doing well at his job until right. the kids beat him up. Like, right. You always see him having a pretty good like he's giving everything his all and yeah. and 
bad stuff happens to him. And that's bad. <sighs> lots of bad stuff. So, yeah. So he goes and he's doing an amazing job. Like he's doing exactly what he should be doing. He's entertaining these kids. And then, unfortunately, oh. the gun that he was given drops out of his pants and oh, slides across the floor. So awkward. Yeah. He goes and like and picks kick, it up. He goes to get it. But his big feet are kicking it. Yeah. And then he goes and puts it away, and he's like, "Shh, right. like, and he's like, oh no, no, don't tell anyone." And, and then, of course, he calls. I guess oh. he has to call on a payphone, and the boss is like, "What the f- are you doing? What are you bringing?" Yeah. It? He's like, "It's part. It's a. It's part of my. It's a prop." And he, he was tried like, to play it off, but so they fire him. Yeah, uh, and he goes. This is where, was this where we get to the train. I think it's on the way home. He's okay. on the train because he's got that gun still. The That's reason true. he has the that, gun is yeah, for right, protection. Right, right. He didn't bring it to the children. I mean, obviously, Arthur is not a stable person, and he has these issues or whatever. He shouldn't have a gun. But the point is he brought it to his job for protection. He was getting beat up. The guy gave him a gun for protection, so he had it with him for his trip to and from work. Right. And obviously that wasn't a good move, but he didn't have bad intentions at right. this hospital. No, it's his job. totally, totally. So, but unfortunately it fell out. Um, but on the way home, it's like You're we right. see. We do go to the, we get on the train. But now we. So we get these three guys, three, three uh, turns out to be Wayne employees, mm-hmm. Wayne, the Wayne Foundation, or Wayne Industries employees. Yeah. Three Patrick uh, Batemans. Very much Patrick Batemans. <laughs> They're uh, stock brokers and they're like they're giving this woman some and here's the I, there's some issues i take if we're gonna set this in the 80s you gotta be authentic and when they start saying like bro and i'm like i feel like that's not an 80s thing i feel like that's a 2019 thing where that i, where like I feel that like it came word, back i think people oh, were, was that right yeah i feel like it, it went away for a long time and came back okay so i i okay but, then, I, but I get that can that contextually it feels very present day, right, but right, I, right. I I do think people said it back then. Okay, yeah. I guess I felt like the way that he was using it, yeah, felt like 2019 and sure. not yeah, 1984. Probably a poor choice on the act part of the actor, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but these three guys are being total douche nozzles, harassing this woman, right? Trying to like, oh, I've got a French fry, putting a bag of fries in her face, like, and then he's like, he's being nice to you, like talk to him. Yeah, it's total like the things that we are dealing with still today. Yeah. Uh, and the girl kind of gets up and walks away. And the uh, Travis Travis Bickle, hey. uh, Arthur Fleck is sitting there, and he starts laughing. He's the the conditions kind of kicks in, maybe, uh, and he starts laughing. And the guys kind of jump him, and they beat him up a little bit. And then all of a sudden, he pulls that gun and blows two of them away and shoots one. I I did think it was kind of funny that he shot the other one in the ass. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it like just one That's of those kind of what the Joker would do. It, it is, you know what I mean. And he would, like, he would, yeah, yes, I agree. And this is the first taste of the real joker and this is what we get and he kills the two uh the first two are self-defense the last, last one is getting the crap beat out of him yes. so at this, i mean that was a reaction that's why he had the gun so at this point you're like well they're beating the crap out of him he's defending himself the last one but the guy's running away and he shoots again he shoots him again and i guess like the back of the leg yeah and he falls down and then he unloads like he doesn't yeah. even think twice he just unloads in him and then it seems like he snaps out of it after that he right didn't realize what he does did he run away I think he kind of just yeah he like kind of oh oh no the, it's so the guy is like it's after the, the shoot yeah they exit the subway and then he runs after yeah. him that's what it is and they shoots him he collapses on the stairs right and, and then, then he shoots him again Arthur's like holy you know he kind of wakes up from what did I just do you know he's freaking right. out about but it. is this so this is when he goes back to the apartment and he knocks on Zazie Beat's door. And they like, yeah, fall into each other. He's still in his clown makeup. Right. Yeah, and he's was, all like jacked up on adrenaline. And right. And I in this, so we'll get into it. But I feel like it's the way that they play certain things is brilliant. We talk about how, like in the Sixth Sense, you can kind of, if you look for it, you can pick up on it. Right. Mm-hmm. The in, rules work. In this one, when it reveals what it reveals, is just like, what? Okay. Yeah. Well, we've we've done it. Like now, now we know where we are. Yeah. 
So there are clues, and there are certain characters that you don't see other characters talk to. But you don't see the mother talk to Zazie Beats. You don't. You know what I mean? There are certain, but they're never in the same place. Well, right, but I, that's kind of what I'm saying, though. So here's what we're just gonna, I'll, but, con- but conveniently, what I'm saying is they're never put in a moment right. where you can see another sure, character sure, interact sure. with them. Right. So spoilers. We I, obviously we know, but the entire Zazie Beats relationship is all in the Joker's head. The character's real, but the relationship is not. Right. And, Every- if, and if you felt like it came on pretty fast between elevator meeting and then now I'm a weird clown guy and I'm going to make out with you because that's hot right. for some reason. Right. And then we're in this great relationship no matter how awkward and bad it turns out. Right. Yeah. If that felt weird, there's a reason. There's for a reason it, right. it feels yeah. weird. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So he goes home and I, I can't tell. This is when he starts taking his meds. And I can't tell, like, there's a scene where he's... Well, he stops taking his meds because he talks to the social worker, and they say... And they say, cut funding. Oh, yeah, that's right. He can't that's take right. his meds anymore. Right, he's, he's like, where do I get my meds? And they're like, oh. She's like, oh. I couldn't tell you. Um, so I do kind of take another issue where it's like, he becomes the Joker because the system is failing him. Like, so, like, I could see where that would also be problematic, I guess, a little bit. Well, I mean, but that's the that's the point the movie's trying to make. Though, yeah, no, the totally. System but I feel like it's people. an excuse rather than... Uh, what do we talk about? Ex- well, I don't think than... you're supposed to say that it's good he's the Joker because the system failed. No, that's him, true. But you're supposed to understand why he became yeah. the Joker. Okay. I, it's not an excuse. It's it's trying. It's a commentary. I mean, just like with anything else that's trying to make a statement, I mean, you're not necessarily saying it's the reaction is forgivable or right. excusable. Right. But it's like, how did he get there? Well, okay. I mean, we need that to look at sense. mental health and we need to take care of people that need it. And it's not to say, oh, well, they did this because of you. And that's a. I mean, you can have an illegitimate reaction to a legitimate yes. set of circumstances. Yeah, you know fair. what I mean? That that's it's fair. like, you know, if your if your wife is cheating on you, you're you're right to be upset. You are wrong to punch her. Right. Yeah. right? Like punch so, the dude. Right. Like if you so if you punch her, no one's going to talk about the things that she did bad they're right. going to talk about the fact that you hit her right. yeah that's right fair. that's an illegitimate reaction to a legitimate set of circumstances or a legitimate these, grievance yeah yeah and the same with these terrible inexcusable killings that's all people are talking about but there still is an issue out there of right. mental health that isn't always addressed it's getting better but but the system is failing a lot of people and even if it isn't mental health look at the price of insulin yeah look sure. at people ration rationing their insulin and they don't take it and they end up dying because they can't afford it well and mental health and, is you have the other issue of you know the system's difficult to navigate, but if you need it for mental health reasons, you're already at a disadvantage because your brain isn't working properly. Yeah. Right, right. You right. know, so it's like it's already difficult to navigate. But at least somebody with insulin is theoretically, you know, unless they have other issues. But you know, there's a problem solution. It's like take right, this, they, yeah. they, but their but their mind is working okay. Right. So they can so they can at least have that tool to help them navigate this difficult to navigate system. But like I, yeah, I had a friend with epilepsy, and uh-huh. he had lots of issues because I mean he would. I mean I've shown you the pictures of him. Like sure, he, entire side of his face is black and blue from seizures and banging his head on the ground, and it's like that took a toll on his mind. Right, and he had trouble navigating this. He couldn't hold a job because of that, and he couldn't navigate the system to get the meds. And the, you know what I mean? It was like no, so totally, totally. It just, it's just this snowball effect for people. Now, if he walked into a liquor store and just started shooting people randomly, well, then that needs to be addressed. That doesn't that there. It's a reason, right? But it's not an excuse. He would still have to pay for that, right? You know, what's well, the whole Chris Benoit thing? I mean, that's I'm, yeah. The, I mean, they. They blame CTE. Like I said, his brain. He was. I think he was a. 
maybe early 40s but yeah. his brain was like the brain of an 80 year old right from all the concussions and undiagnosed things and it's just like yeah that i mean and it led to some bad stuff like he did some bad things yeah uh anyway back to this movie um so yeah he he doesn't get the meds and this is i feel like he is he poisoning his mom no but he like isn't he crushing up his meds you think he's just crushing up her meds and putting them in the in the oatmeal or do you think he? I felt like I he was trying to kill his mom. This. Do you remember? I this? don't. Remember. There's a don't scene, that, like the next scene, where he's he's making her food. Yeah. He's he's got open pill bottles and he's crushing up pills. Oh. And I thought I was like, either either he's trying to because then how did she get into the hospital? I feel, like, I feel well, like because he, of the stress, because the police called her and said Arthur's oh, wanted, and they said she had a breakdown. And all or that. is that what he's saying? They never say, they never, no, we never hear a doctor say that. We hear Arthur Fleck say that. Well, sure. That's, yeah, that's. And him being the unreliable narrator, yeah. I feel like. I don't remember, po- I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a scene where he's got like a bowl of oatmeal mm. and he's crushing up. I'd have meds. to revisit that. Yeah. I'll watch that. I, I want to see it again. I just yeah. didn't get a chance. Uh, so. But so he's, so the stand up comedy thing, maybe we should go to the open we, mic. Yeah. So he goes to an open mic and this is where we get Gary Goldman, I think is the first guy and Sam. I want to say it's Morel, but I don't think that I don't think. But either way, but as soon as a, as soon as he gets off his meds, I think all the lines start to blur of what's real or what's not. Yeah. So in this scene, he's taking notes because he wants to be a stand up comedian. Right. He goes and he's watching. And I his, like that he's laughing his, at like the inappropriate. Yeah. Times. His, una- yeah, his yeah. Inap- he's laughing at the setups. Yeah, right. His right. inappropriate laughter is going off. But you don't see anyone around him like, I mean, that would be disturbing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The comedian would certainly call you out. Most likely. Yeah. The, I mean, if you see a show where anyone yells something, even if it's like, I love you, usually they say, I love you too, or they you know, make a joke, right? Right. This guy is inappropriate laughing throughout, and no one ever addresses it. And so I just wonder if he, if this is really- a nod to another Scorsese movie, Cape Fear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Remember for when, sure. When, when he's at the, they're watching Problem Child, and he yeah. just thinks it's the funniest movie ever. Yeah. So Sam Morrell, it is that guy's okay. name. Yeah. So I wonder if that is really a, a delusion or if, if he really is there because, you know, I, I think that you can question almost any of the scenes, you know, after I would tend to think that one's real because because he's laughing inappropriately in his fantasy world. Things work right. Yeah. You know, Chris, I mean? Chris Reedus is also in this movie. Who is the guy that we were just talking about? Chris Red? Chris. Yeah. He was in it. Yeah. There's a picture of him and Sam Morrell from from the thing. Oh. I don't remember seeing him at all. I don't remember seeing him, but there he is. Okay. Uh, either way, so yeah, so he's he finally gets the he says he I guess he kind of talks to Zazie Beats and he's like I've got a, a set this day and they were like you want to come and she was like okay, so he gets up there and he starts the laugh starts and he can't keep it together and then all of a sudden he tells this joke and you, it sounds like it hits but it, it kind of pans it, out and it shows him from the back and this is very similar to Rupert Pupkin and King of Comedy looking at the wall of comedians right. and the canned laughter yeah. that is clearly fake because he's imagining he has conversations with Jerry in his head he has the talking to the wall and there's laughter and so you don't know it at the time but now looking back right. it's like all these people start cracking up and that's clearly his fantasy of his jokes hitting because yeah. his stuff isn't funny, it's not funny. and it's, we see this clip later on and it's not this is the that's the first sign that things yeah. are not right but you and we know him, things aren't right to begin with but it, but and then you also see zazie beats which this is their like first date and she was creeped out by him earlier and then he's telling these awful jokes and she's well, we don't know that she was never creeped out by him we never see that we never well, see that she was there they have that interaction in the elevator but that's but i think she was kind of like okay go inside sure 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 that's what i mean that she was not I think she was, but yeah, but yeah, we don't see that because yeah. I remember thinking like, oh, is she supposed to have interpreted that like she didn't right 
read it as weird. Like, yeah, you yeah know. exactly. So, uh, but so, she's yeah. like on board with this terrible joke. Yes. you're like, this is weird. Why is she so uh, con- like connected with them all of a sudden when these aren't this is weird normal right. signs? Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, don't make her Harley. Like, if in I know, this world, I was, I was little, like, please yeah. don't make her Harley. Uh, so it is too much. It is too much. Yeah. yeah. And we've got enough of the Gotham influence already. So, uh, things, uh, I think the mom sends, uh, the mom asks him to mail a letter Mm -hmm. and then he opens the letter and he starts reading it. It's to Thomas. The mom has been writing to Thomas Wayne. Apparently the, uh, uh, the mom who was in American horror story, actually, she's a recurring character on that. Uh, his mother, his mother. Yes. Yeah. She was also in six feet under. Oh, I never saw that show. Oh my god, so good! Really? Yeah. Is she's that the in... Dexter show? Was Dexter on that show? Yeah, it was pre-Dexter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Frances Conroy. She's the mother in a ton of stuff. Yeah. You'd know her if you saw. Oh her. yeah, she plays The mother for like <laughs> last three decades. Yeah. She's been the mother. Yeah. Uh, so he opens the letter, and we find out that uh, she had been working with the Wayne, working for the Waynes at some point, and she believes in Thomas Wayne. And also, it is interesting, uh, Thomas Wayne has always been kind of infallible right he's always been the good guy he's the he's jonathan kent basically but well not the dcu version of jonathan kent but he's been like the moral center right of for bruce we always talk about that gotham city was saved by thomas by the Wayne. he's a great person you know and, and but you know to be fair it's also usually bruce's recollection of his dad it's, so, a, it's a hero yeah exactly it's, it's interesting when you and then we get like a almost a trump version of thomas wayne where he says the city needs to be cleaned up the these people need to get it together this is like, the one percent the one percent rich the, yeah. the disconnected very disconnected right? because yeah. they're talking about what do you think about these people and he just instantly goes into all oh, these are all criminals and they're all jokers and, they're all clowns yeah. and then of course i was like well that you just sealed your own fate my friend but earlier in the movie when we first meet the mother she says you know oh thomas wayne is a great man right and i used to work for him and he he need he'll take care of us if he finds out uh, you know because arthur's checking every day for a return letter right and he, they're never getting a response and she's just like he'll help us if he knows what we're going through he'll help us right and so when he reads this letter he finds after his out mom goes to sleep we read that I mean, it's handwritten. It's not yeah. like it, he's reading anything to, into it. But, but the keywords are like your son, your son, Arthur. He's a good boy. Do you remember when this was announced that there was a rumor that they were going to make Batman and the Joker brothers? I don't remember. Yeah, there was a rumor at one point where they're like, that's what's going to happen in this movie is they're going to make them brothers. I thought this was fascinating, and I did not see the twists and turns coming at all in this right. movie. And I thought they were great. I love this movie keeps you guessing. Yeah. Because at this, I'm like, well, this is certainly interesting. Where are they going with this? Right. And then as it devolves and, and gets we further, find out like, where it's going. But I'm like, holy cow, this really to took me, me on a Honestly, ride. to me, that adds an interesting wrinkle to the whole Batman Joker mm-hmm. relationship. And we'll get to why, but it's it's a very interesting. But I think even if they did it, I mean, we always talk about the duality of, you know, Joker and Batman to Batman. Yes. And how one creates the other. And it's also kind of nature versus nurture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you take if you take it a step further and then make them related, I just think that's a fascinating concept to explore. I agree. And they do for a little bit here. But uh, yeah, so he reads this and he freaks out. He does. And he tries to. Does he go to the mom's locking herself in the bathroom? I'm not coming out. Oh, my God. He's like, I'm not mad. But what the F? Right. Uh, Yeah. So then. Uh, he, does he go to the? Is this where she goes to the hospital, or does he, well, he go to Wayne? This is where he, he goes to Wayne Man. Okay, so oh. yeah, he goes to he Wayne, goes Wayne Manor, Manor first, and we see Bruce, oh. and it was just like, and Bruce is he's a boy, uh, is a child. He's yeah. like what ten? Sure. Oh, if yeah. even. he's he's at the right age. Let's put it that way. He's, right. They yeah. have like a 
swing set on the property. It's a huge Wayne Manor gated off. Um, and I love this. The imagery. It's so creepy. Oh my God. Uh, when he drops Joaquin down with, with the nose oh, walking. Jesus. So there's like, you can see just above the wall and the gate of the yeah. manor and walking pops up. He's got a red nose on and he does like the elevator down and pops up. It's yeah. so creepy and disturbing. And, and he has little Bruce this, is like walking to like, you know, they walk to the gate. What the you tell your kids gate. never to do, you know, yeah, right. he's walking up to this creepy character and you're just like, what is he going to do to this kid? And I think, and it's interesting. He has like a genuine interaction with him where he's like, this is my brother. Like we're brothers. Like we have this, you know, he's trying to be nice and doing yeah. this. And here comes Alfred. Well, but then he sticks his fingers in his mouth and makes Oh yeah. Smile. Yeah. Right, right, right. So creepy. And the kid just stands there and lets him do it. And we get, uh, Alfred shows up, yeah. Alfred Pennyworth. And he kind of like gets in his face and he's like, what the, what are you but doing I, here? But I also question again, all this stuff is pre off the med or I'm sorry, post the meds. I mean, Alfred is this, former secret service well it depends on what well, version you go that's, with w- if that's true we don't know okay. that in this story but yeah. also frail walking phoenix yeah who looks like he can't hardly even lift a gun i mean it's right. just i just wonder if he really could hold alfred through a gate and like alfred doesn't even fight back like is he i know i was like just step to the side yeah. and yeah. break his arms. Yeah. So yeah. I put his arms through the through yeah. the gate. Right, right, right. The, the iron right. gate. So like yeah, he's bigger. I just yeah. I feel like he would be able to so I'm not saying he didn't go there, but I just wonder how much is his version of the event. That's a good point. Yeah. Right? That's a good point. So yeah. uh, and this is where we the he says I'm Penny Flex son and he and Alfred's like, Oh Christ. Yeah, he's like, You're her son? Because he knows right. his name. He knows this woman. He knows the flex. And then he's like you know, get out he's of like, here. Look, man, this isn't what you think. Like you yeah. need to, you need to go. Your mom was committed to Arkham. Uh, and she was like, why are you saying these things? Blah, yeah. blah. And he, this is what it starts to flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then, then after this is when the cops come. Okay. And then Look she has the stroke and right. goes in the hospital. Okay. And I got to tell you this scene where, uh, so they're at the hospital, uh, and Arthur Fleck is Arthur sitting outside smoking a cigarette. The two cops who are not Gordon and Bullock, but, look like could i know gordon, right could yeah be gordon and bullock uh they kind of start talking to him and he's like you're the reason like you're the reason she had the heart attack and starts a stroke and, and he's kind of like leans in into them and i thought i i laughed at this scene where he gets up and walks into a door but it's yeah. the exit door and i was like oh I, it doesn't open he just plows right right into the and the guy's like it's exit only and i was like Pfft. yeah i was like that was, all right that's but, pretty funny. yeah it looked very real so i'm just like oh I mean, sure it's... sure 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 uh, so he goes in and sits down next to his mom and talking to Zazie Beats and they she's like you want something to drink he says no uh, and then do we go we to- see Murray Franklin plays his clip oh that's right it, they're in the hospital bed and they play the clip and then we see the clip the, the mom room. doesn't see it because she's like well, that, she's right 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 there but he's watching the show and he's like have you seen this guy he's at the stand-up comedy and look he thinks he can do what i do and he goes watch this clip and it's him at the comedy it's the club real clip. doing the terrible routine yeah. but you never hear the audience bust into laughter no. it's very quiet very awkward as yes. you'd expect and then he's like, "Can you believe this Joker?" Right, and, and that's where we. And then now we're off to the races. Now, yeah. now, now, Gotham. Uh, Thomas Wayne has announced that he's running for mayor to help clean up Gotham, and he sneaks into his event. Right, but this is where the Joker starts showing up. Right, is all they all start showing up in masks, and I do think it's interesting the idea that Thomas Wayne running for mayor was a plot point in Batman Earth One by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Uh, and it turns out that like so Oswald Cobblepot was mayor of Gotham and is super corrupt and the Waynes were like I'm taking you out and then that's in that book the the penguin orchestrates 
the murder of the Waynes so that he can't run for mayor. Gotcha. Now, since the original subway killing of the uh, Wayne Industries stock guys or whatever, uh, the Joker movement has been growing. We have been seeing people with signs. And They've been calling clown, them vigilante. Um, but so you've the sub, the movement has grown and yeah. the Jokers. But now we're seeing people in masks and there's protests and people ask him, "Are you going down to the protests?" It's like, no, no. Why would I do yeah. that? Why would I'm not political? Yeah. I, I don't want to go down there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he sneaks into the Wayne event. Uh, and he comes face to face with Thomas. Wearing that red belt, like uh, whatever the bellboy. Yeah, it's like an usher. Like an usher. Yeah, like a movie usher. And he's watching watching this movie, and I love the head fake here. It's in a movie theater, and Thomas Wayne's there, and yeah. you're like, "This is it, you're right? Right?" And great, I'm like, "Boy, I thought at one point I was like, it's if they gay Zorro on it, well, that's later. Zorro the gay Zorro the gay blade is later. Yeah, that's at the end. Mask of Zorro. Well, the mask of Zorro is what they were seeing originally yeah zorro the gay blade is what they're seeing like that's your tell yeah as okay. to what's about to happen but, okay because but there was yeah. a movie out at the time called there zorro was. the gay blade yeah. yes that that's what's on the marquee but this one was like an abbott and costello thing or yeah something? there was like a laurel and, he laurel was and it was like an event yeah it, it was like oh, a they museum. were showing a charlie chaplin movie. that's what it was yeah, yeah, i think yeah, the, yeah, yeah i think they were showing modern times maybe yeah. so yeah he goes in the bathroom and our fleck follows him in there and he's just kind of like you know i'm you want an autograph kid or whatever and the guy was like no i'm arthur fleck and Thomas Wayne's like Jesus Christ! And, oh, it's maybe it's 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 Thomas Wayne that tells him your mom was committed to Arkham like she was not stable. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Uh, well, yeah, because uh, Alfred says you have nothing to talk about, and he alludes right, right, to right. it. But here, I mean, Thomas Wayne's like you're the guy that showed up in my house, and he yeah. says your mom was crazy. She came up with this infatuation. She was basically stalking him, and, right, and uh, making up that we the had whole thing. He's like, I wouldn't touch your mother. Like it, he was being very not thomas wayne and that's the thing is like is that who thomas wayne was in this world or is this flex interpretation that's of the, the event? question and then and then, and then he punches I mean, him in the mouth and then walking <laughs> phoenix is like dad it's you know it's me your son and right. he keeps alluding to that and eventually he punches him in the face and he says Stay no, he said you were adopted he's like your mom didn't even yeah. have you like you were an adopted child and yeah. i was like well that's even more interesting yeah. because yeah. now we don't know where this kid yep. came from but and he says stay the f away from my right. son or if you ever Come don't yeah. come anywhere near my son again. I was I'll like, well, you. Thomas, have I got news for you? Yeah. Uh, so the, Joaquin kind of goes off the rails at this point. Uh, and he does he go to Arkham? He goes to Arkham State Penitentiary, Arkham State well, first, Hospital. First, he does the um, subway thing, right? The subway thing. He, well, does he? He oh, goes. And, he goes. The cops are chasing him on the subway first. I think before. Is he, that right? I think so. Okay, because they're like this is when they're like, "Are you going to the I rally?" They, and all I that. thought they were chasing him on the no, they're chasing him later on the way to the his appearance. Oh, okay, because he ducks them on the way. Is that right? That's, before? Yeah, okay. He, okay. yeah, that's right. He ducks he, them on the on the stairway. He, this is where he goes and kills his mother. Okay, that's okay. That's right. That's right. I couldn't remember if it was before or after. Yeah, because there he basically escapes them and goes into the studio okay. and does his his right, segment. right, right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he goes in back to the hospital and he does. He suffocates his own mother. Well, his adopted mother. Yeah, no, no, no. He has to go to the hospital. He has to go to the files. He goes. To the, he gets the files first at Arkham. He talks to the guy from Get Out. Is that who right? that was? Isn't that isn't that the I guy? I think from... so. You mean the friend? No, it's not. Maybe it's not Get Out. It's um, God, what horror movie was that guy in? That guy looks familiar to me. He was in oh, something. I don't know. He uh, could have been. I can't remember. He's someone you know. But it's no, a good oh, scene. I'm sorry. This is not even close. Um, he was in um. What was that art house movie I really liked that was directed by the Moonlight guy? I'm sorry, I'm just off my yeah. Get it together, <laughs> brother. Oh, uh, 
Beale Street. Yes, he's he's the he's the friend from If Beale Street Could Talk. Okay. He's a really good actor. I can't remember his name, but uh, he's shown up in s- several art house things recently. Um, but he's like uh, the file. He's clerk like the administrative kind of. assistant. Yeah, is he, what he calls himself. Yeah. And uh, so, he, so he gives him the file, and he was like, "Well, well yeah, that's true." He, he looks. He, up he's the reading file. the file, and he was like, Are you, "You're her son." And he was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Well, you got to have like permission and blah blah." And he was like, "Just give me the file." But he and says he, that she was in Arkham, like for mental right. reasons, and he sees that uh, the adoption papers with her name on it. Right. And he's like, "Yeah, I can't give you this." Right. And he grabs it and runs away. He runs with away, it. and he reads it all. And there's a, there's a lot. Of, he runs down the stairs, mm-hmm. uh, and he starts reading about all this abuse. And we get a little flashback to a younger version of this woman. Where oh, he's, he tell he tells him when reading the files that her boyfriend abused him. Right. Right. And so she didn't stop. And she it. didn't stop. And that's He's like, you're her son. Like he's reading stuff about him. He's like, wait, who are you? Right, right. "Uh, right. I gotta put these files away now. So we kind of the mom kind of says, she's like, I didn't know he was any. He was such a happy boy. He was always laughing. She calls him happy as a nickname throughout the movie. Right, because he's always laughing. Right. Um. And this is where this is it. Like this is the final. I feel to me this is the final straw. Uh, to we go full Joker. His whole life is a joke now. It's basically what he's saying. Like he knows not everything he thought is not true right he's having a total breakdown and this is this is it so he goes and this is where uh he goes into what we assume is his girlfriend's apartment and he kind of sits down uh and she has a reaction this is the big reveal which is so like, creepy when he's oh, walking man. through and looking at the kids art paintings yeah. from school and stuff and touching them like it's it's such a weird sinister because at this point i'm like what is he going to do to these people well they haven't even revealed yet that that it doesn't exist like this is the reveal where she's like right. you're the guy from right but a- what i'm a- saying is going into it i don't it doesn't matter what we know he just killed his mother for crying right. out loud right, right and right. now it's like he's walking through and there's a kid they're clearly showing you kids artwork he's touching We're like this is creepy right and you're like is he gonna go kill them now but yeah she comes out as he's sitting hunched over on the couch and she's like what are you doing here you're and the guy from down the hall right and he kind of like turns <laughs> yeah right you're the and guy we've from down just the hall seen her and him at, on dates and with the mother in the hospital right and here's the the tell right here and it's like oh my gosh so and they do like a flash of like all the scenes yeah, that we saw of them together. They show you they the do. Scene yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, yeah and then she's not there yeah. uh and then he, she was never really there she wasn't. Yeah, it's true. Just like walking. Just Phoenix's like Joaquin movie. You were never yeah, all right. Uh, so I did there. So we have to assume that he killed both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my in the the Joker so. the Joker that I know kills them both. Yeah, I I didn't take it that way. Though. We don't see what happens. He leaves, and there's no like later on. We see different um, things alluding to killing, like bloody footsteps and right, stuff. But right. and this one, he gets up and walks away, and we never see that he killed them. But I mean, the Joker the Joker that I've always known would have killed both of yeah. them. Um, including the kid, like that's that's the thing. The Joker is not. Uh, I don't think he's Joker yet, though. He's right there, but oh, I, don't I think, think he's Joker. When he kills his mom, I think that's the that's it. I, mean, I don't he's think he's becoming all, Joker. But he's, he's beco- not. I'm, he's becoming Joker, but I don't think yeah. he's all the way there because when we get to the scene where the coworkers, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, I don't think the Joker would have let one of them the, live. Yes, the Joker would have. That's probably see, true. I thought if he was Joker, he would have locked the door. Oh, you couldn't reach it. Sorry, and right. kills him. That's Joker. That's so, right. I was that's exactly. Fair. Yeah, um, I did not expect that because yeah. that showed. I think he still had compassion. Joker's crazy. He does not have any. No, yeah, everything's a joke to him. Right. Would, yeah. Uh, so he goes home. He gets a call from Murray and says that they want him on the show. His assistant. Yeah, whatever, yeah. And he was just like, how about Thursday? And he was like, okay. So then there's a knock at the door, and it's the big guy. Yeah. And he, this is that creepy scene from the trailer where he's putting on his makeup. Yeah. He's just got the white face on, and he's painting his tongue with it and everything. It's yeah. very creepy Very looking. creepy. Um, big guy and little guy the, from, the, from the clown agency, and he's, the big guy's like, look, the cops have been coming around. Oh, we sh-, there's a whole scene where he 
um, when he gets fired from the uh, the clown agency, oh, he, he kind of yeah. says he was like, "Yeah, it's the Barry's gun." And they were just like, uh, "He's like, oh no, no, don't, don't, don't bring yeah. my name into it." This was great when he punches out. I'm like, "This is he's so like, oh, crazy." I, forg- I thought he was gonna kill him. Yeah. Like he comes back, he's like, "I completely forgot yeah. to punch out." I and thought he punches the <laughs> Phoenix is masterful in this whole movie but this is one of the standout scenes like where i was just like it it really showed him breaking down and yeah his finding humor and things that aren't really funny they're right. crazy and creepy and yeah he comes back punches the thing the, <laughs> the clock and machine off the wall ha, i forgot to punch out and then he spray paints, and then he spray paints like, it's don't like, smile yeah don't forget to smile he spray paints over the it's forget almost like to. the cat woman say hell yeah, here don't smile so it's yeah yeah uh so yeah so they he's like the cops have been asking some questions he's like what do you what did you tell them and he kind of starts him and Han, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, blows this dude's brains out, like yeah. all over the floor. All you know, he, uh, the little guy is like, "Holy!" He's in the corner cowering. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. Um, and there's blood everywhere. He's got blood on his face. He's sitting in a pool of blood. Uh, and then this he, is the most violent thing in the movie. I, I don't uh, know. I think the De Niro. De Niro. Okay, he kills De Niro but, on TV. Yeah, I mean that's one shot. I just feel like this one was like he's I splattering. This one, like, there's a lot of and and it. And it it just it caught you off guard. Yeah. I it did think, in, a, yeah. in a way that that the other one did too, but but you already had yeah. it happen once, you know. Right. But this is gruesome. I mean, he blood is splattering onto his face. Like, yeah. This is a very violent. Like this movie, for as much as it was touted, oh my gosh, I can't believe they made this movie and that it wasn't that crazy. Like there's yeah. not that there's there some more there's, violent movies. This is oh, more yeah. psychological, right? Yeah. Um, but this is one of the more disturbing ones. And then yeah, the end is crazy. The guy he he kind of sits there and he was. He's like you. You know what? He's like you were the only one that was nice to me. So you. No, can that was ahead. at the very end. This but is the, he's. But he's like, he's like go or whatever. Yeah, you can get out of here. Yeah. Be, he says like you were the only one that was ever that's nice when to he, me. That's when he oh, is that when he unchains the door? Oh, okay. Yes. So he goes, go ahead and go, and I do like where he's like reaching up, and I was like, oh, you're that's gonna die. That's the Joker right like, there. Right? You're he was messing die. with him, is what right. he thought. Yeah. He's gonna right. kill him. And he stands up and he unlocks the door. And he was like, you know what? You were the only yeah. one that was. He was almost like the Billy Masters. Like, boy, am I glad I called that guy. Yeah. And he runs away. Let him go. So he gets himself clean. He gets himself cleaned up. He gets on his new suit. He has dyed his hair green. He's putting on the makeup. And I do, I don't like this song choice. This is this yeah. is the interesting song. song this choice. is from the trailer when he's dancing on the steps. This yeah. is that money shot you see on all the advertising and the dancing, walking Phoenix's body language. I mean, again, this is a inc- this but is the an song incredible choice. It was an interesting song choice. Yeah. yeah, one because the history of the song. Yeah, because it's Rock and Roll Part Two by, by Gary, Gary Glitter. Glitter. So yeah. all the money from this song is going to a convicted child molester. Correct. But I also thought tonally, I didn't like it. When I hear yeah. this song, I think of like a baseball game. Jock jams. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they, I, and I, they yeah. won't play it in stadiums and anymore yeah. because because of this. That's why I was really surprised that they utilized yeah. it. But, but that's but but like why choose that song? Because there's yeah. a lot of songs that you know make you feel powerful and confident. There's so many choices they could have made. And aside from the the horrible history surrounding it, it just didn't fit to me. I'm like, this I, is I, not. I concur. Like beyond. Beyond the mm. the backstory on the song, right? I I don't the song choice. I didn't get what yeah. they were trying to. It accomplish took me out here. of it. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is not the tone of the movie. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, they made the movie, so I know that. Uh, well, they use this is life a lot, and that's that's. I mean, that's the other song that yeah. is used a lot. But it is interesting. I there there's two parts of this. So this entire this stair a, sta- a staircase, but this one in general uh, has been used throughout this entire movie mm-hmm. as like Arthur Flex Trek. And like he's beaten down and he has to keep going up these steps and he's hunched over and he's not, you know, yeah. it's a struggle where now he's dancing. We're full it. Joker and he's loose and he's free. The other interesting thing is and he's going down. The he's steps going down. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, if you watch it in standard 
like at the standard frame rate in the normal speed. It's herky jerky. It's he's his movements are very awkward, but when they slow it down, it's very graceful. And I was like, man, if, if they if they did that on purpose to show like what it really looks like to to you, me, to all of us, it's it's odd. But when they slow it down, if that's what he sees himself as in his head, like that's a really kind of brilliant choice to do that both ways so that like you're seeing how he sees himself but how he actually is to the outside world yeah. i think it's a two-part though as well i do think that he thinks that he's a better more graceful dancer than he is yeah but it's also the progression of the character like in the beginning sure. he does the dance which again hats off to joaquin phoenix his choreography i mean he worked with the choreographer his movements it's just amazing how unsettling they are but he does this like almost ballet-esque choreography and it gets better as he becomes the joker and so i think there's the progression of him becoming a character that is more confident right but then i also think it does question what is real because is he really that good or is he seeing himself as sure that sure and then we've got uh this is where we the see cops the, chasing and down it, the it's it, man, it's, a, it's almost exorcist like where you see the two cops out of focus at the top of the steps when you're focused on him but you see these two figures yeah and then all of a sudden it's the two cops and they're and he and takes also off. it's very french connection it is very french connection when they, yeah when they chase, sure. they chase him into the subway and yeah he's going in and out of the subway i love, trying to lose I love him. that movie. Yeah. that movie's so good um but it's a great looking scene but all these people are going downtown for the protest right and so he ends up taking one of the joker masks he kind of hides among the crowd and then these two cops are pushing these guys and and the people that are already upset with the right. government and right. the cops and everything they push back right and this guy ends up shooting one of the cops shoots, shoots one of the joker guys right and then everyone else All starts tackling them loose. and he escapes amidst the chaos and the joker kind of does like a little wave and bolts mm-hmm. and he goes to the murray show and this is where we see mark maron who of course had some dumb things to say <laughs> yeah it was cringeworthy seeing him in this comic <laughs> book movie after his statement about comic book movies right 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 I just was, um so yeah, they and so they kind of had an interaction, and we see De Niro not in the Murray character. Like obviously, the Murray persona is right. an, as, a, as an on camera thing. Right? Like, he's he's, he's d- yeah, he's off camera. This is him <laughs> being like a normal, you know, a normal, more friendly type of person. Yeah. As friendly as this yeah. guy can be. Where he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, he right. He's, he's doing whatever yeah, he wants. And, and Mark Maron's kind of like, look, dude, like this is kind of effed right now. Like, yeah, I don't. He's gonna walk on camera. Like we're gonna put we the have live. clown. We have clown riots going yeah. on in the and streets. And this guy's gonna walk on like this. Well, and yeah. he also calls him Murray, and he's like, it's Mister Franklin. Mister Franklin. Yeah. And he's like, hey, calm down. Dude. Yeah. Like it's cool. It's good. Right. And then this is where he says, hey. Murray? Can you call me Joker? You know, when like you introduce you, me, when you, in, can you call me Joker. You know, like when you called me a Joker on your show last time, I was like, oh, Murray. And yeah. I and I like this too because it shows you how when Murray was doing it, it's not like he meant anything by it. And he's like, right. look at this Joker, you know, and it was an offhand comment. He would never remember it. But look, it's someone who's so psychologically disturbed and, and how that. they remember that one thing and how so it can make, yeah. This is a scene right out of The Dark Knight Returns. This is the scene where the Joker, who quote unquote has been rehabilitated, is being brought onto, I think it was Letterman, and snaps on live TV, kills the entire, yeah. this is in the, in the, in the comic mm. book, kills yeah. everybody. And there is a character who I think is Dr. Ruth. Yeah. Sitting next to him. Okay. Yeah, the, that they don't call her that. They call her a different name, but she's right. clearly supposed to be Doctor. But I'm pretty Ruth. sure like that, like, Beth or something. I'm pretty yeah. sure that in the Dark Knight Returns, Doctor Ruth is sitting yeah, next to him on the couch. Watch as I read yeah. about it. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So it's very like when Todd Phillips says, "I didn't take anything from the comic books." I'm like, "Well, I could call bull on that." <laughs> yeah. Well, right. again, I think we addressed this earlier, but there's a difference between using the origin story and pulling things. I mean, no, I just agree. like from yeah. Taxi Driver, it's not like he just used that story as a template, but he's pulling things from it. But don't say that. I but did he write it? Who's that? 
did Todd Phillips write this? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so they he sits down and this is where the, the the conversation starts to he's like play that tape again, and like it becomes very contentious between the two, uh, and then he's like, you know, when I killed those three guys on the subway like i just felt better like, whoa, I, whoa 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 yeah like, and Murray's like i'm sorry what it's almost like that scene in the uh was it the interview when eminem comes out as yeah. gay yeah. and he was like wait <laughs> wait just happened but you know joker is saying these things is very awkward it's much like a walking phoenix interview on talk shows yeah, where you yeah. know especially the earlier ones where he's very awkward and he's saying things that he's like what the who is this guy talking about right and and he confesses to him he's like are you confessing to the murder of these three young men and he's, like, and he's yeah, like yeah yeah and he's like you don't think that's funny or he says you think that's funny and he goes well comedy's subjective and you know, right, it goes right, on right. spiel and it's very creepy and uh but Everyone on the show wants him to cut it, but Murray's like, no, let him let's, go. Let's on. go. Let's go. And he keeps going and going. And this is live. It is live. Uh, and just when it reaches the, the, the pinnacle. But you re- remember, he's been rehearsing, much like you see De Niro in those other Scorsese movies, rehearsing what he's going to do. Right. Arthur's been rehearsing a joke, knock, knock. Right. And then who's blows, there? You and think he blows, he's his, blows brains. his own brains out. So he gets the gun, and but he does the joke different this he time. He says, knock, knock. And he's like, it took you, you know, reading the joke. He's reading it off. Call, right. uh, yeah, he's book, like he's like book. screwing up his rhythm for the joke too. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'd be interested to. to uh, it's a fictional thing, so you can never. It's not. But yeah. I wonder if his reaction would have been different had he not screwed up. The had joke. he not screwed up the joke? Maybe. Right. Because it's like you know he sits down. He's like, I'm going to tell you a joke, and as he starts into the joke, Murray breaks his yeah. rhythm right, and, right, and right, disrupts right. the joke, so he can get the laugh instead exactly yeah, so you wonder if he changed right the uh, victim yeah oh spot. maybe yeah it's very true so he blows, turns it on murray he, and, and blows, blows his brains, brains out, out. Yeah. uh and then he gets arrested uh and then he's as he's as he's being taken into the back of the police car this is the scene where he's leaning his head up against the window uh and then gotham is in flames at this point right. like the the riots have started and the the joke the jokers are are doing every, you know whatever they're doing they've seen him on tv now and he's become a symbol right. of their of this rebellion i mean they knew about his actions before but now that they've seen this Correct. they've gone crazier right um and then he, he's hit by a truck like this ambulance. giant truck oh it was an ambulance yeah. okay and then two guys in joker masks realize who he is pulls him out of the out of the wreckage and puts him on top of like the uh, the car itself. Yeah. This is where we see the Waynes walking out of the Monarch Theater uh, after seeing bl- the on I the marquee. I think that's at the very end when he says you wouldn't understand the joke. No, no, it, it's it happened. Like you, you see them walking out of the theater, but I think you get. But I think Kevin's yeah. right. You get you get the actual reveal that that the Waynes are killed in that oh, alley. Yeah, like when he's talking when to the he's other, talking to the yeah. other, the second social okay. worker, set up and you're like, psychiatrist. Yeah, or, and you're like, holy crap! Like you see them leaving the movie among amid all the chaos. Right. You see, but they bring him. They bring him out, and uh, you know, after he's laying on the top of the car, he gets up. Right. And I think this is a brilliant shot. Oh yeah. Where he he takes the blood from inside his and mouth makes his yeah. own. and makes the Joker smile. I just thought the shot, the way it's filmed, the body language of Phoenix, like it is a disturbing. And perfect and 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 shot. that's why i say i also say that he wasn't fully the joker yet until just now because that's when he's yeah. fully the joker I that's gotcha. the missing piece of the puzzle is the when he puts smile when he puts the, the smile, smile into yeah. place now he's now I agree. He's the and joker. he has a following and he's, yeah you know, now he's got his his own henchmen right so we and, see it's it's crazy because like it it's so it's one of those things i didn't think about until like you see the waynes coming out of the theater and then I looked at the marquee, and it just said blowout. And then underneath it said Zorro the Gay Blade. And I was like, 
this mother effer like if he pulls this off without like without any of us knowing that this mm-hmm. was going to happen so the waynes go into a go down an alley uh, a guy follows while him. he's talking to he's the, in arkham asylum right, and all right. white no makeup but this is also a different question too i just wanted to bring up is that he's talking to this social worker that looks just like his social worker I he's talking think, to in the beginning yeah I you thought know? the same thing. I, was I mean, like, it's a very, it's a very similar setup. He's he's stand, sitting across from this person that looks similar, dressed similar, and so it makes you start to question if yeah. everything we've seen has been how much of this fantasy in his origin story is he making up? He could still be crazy in Arkham Asylum, could be imagining this. So I I, I do think that is a valid because question. they even say in the beginning of the movie that he was committed, like yeah. he was in a hospital. So you There's wonder, a reason is this his fantasy inside the asylum? And now he's built this origin for him, and now he became Joker, but through his fantasies, I could see that. Breaks, That's an interesting you know, choice. So just designed to think about it. Yeah. So then the but the, he starts laughing and well, he says, yeah, "Just the, thinking of a joke, you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get and it." And we see the Waynes are both shot and Bruce is left standing there uh, and then it kind of fades back to the, the a hallway with the Joker walking out and his feet are covered in blood yeah. and then it's, it's another kind of funny scene and not Scooby-Doo funny chase. yeah the Scooby-Doo chase where yeah. he's running back and forth and the orderly's chasing him and that's kind of how that's, it ends you know the Joker that just murdered someone with bloody footprints and now he's running around like Scooby-Doo like that's a right. Joker thing right yeah that's right. his chaos his his sick sense of humor um, and so I, I like that a lot and I just I, I wonder how I, it's that's the point where I started questioning geez how much of this movie is real I want to watch it again right see if there's any more clues but I think that you can bring up a lot of things so here's the this is my theory if yeah. if they decide they want to use Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker from here on out what you can say is we already know that there's been a Joker movement mm-hmm. maybe the Jared Leto Joker was just a guy who followed suit yeah and he's not the real Joker I don't want to connect to the scene of the Dread Pirate Roberts of Jokers. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I could see that. But this does set up for multiple Jokers, these movements. Yeah, Yeah, right. So I think that if if they want to use him. I don't think think that'll happen because I don't think Joaquin Phoenix wants to. That's the other thing. If they're going to make a Batman movie, they're going to make a gritty art house Batman movie and then he'll be the Joker. Right. But for him to be in Justice League 6, like I just. I, well, I think we're getting a whole reboot. I honestly, and I don't know yeah. how that's going to work with Wonder but Woman or Aquaman. It's going to need to be a varied. He's not going to want to be in that world. No, probably he's not. just. He, this is not. The, I, I would be surprised. I mean, there was a time when I would have said the same thing about Johnny Depp. Sure, but uh, he just doesn't. That doesn't seem to interest him. He doesn't seem to want or need the money. Not and, with his trajectory. It's yeah, just not what he's doing. I just don't think. I, I think if they make another one of these in this vein in this world. He might agree to do it, right? But to say, "Hey, we want you to to do a big giant action movie," and you're the I just I also like I do I think it would undermine this story. I think it could. I, th- I, th- you know, I think giving the you ending- can't have it this grounded in reality, and but then turn around because also keep in mind if you if it's just a Batman world, Batman doesn't have superpowers. Nope. Like this, so so far this Joker does not exist in a world. Where there is Superman, where there's a Superman, there's no fantastical element. They don't right. have aliens. They don't have superpowers. Nobody shooting lasers out of their eyes. Like nobody flies. It's it's all just grounded. Right. Now, this is also set in the early '80s. I mean, their Superman could have not landed yet, right? Yeah, theoretically, I or mean, or I mean, su- I mean, or their Superman is still a boy in Smallville yeah. because Superman and Batman are always roughly the same age, right. and yeah. so so that that could be as well. But I'm just saying, nothing about this movie feels like they live in a world where people are going to have superpowers. Yeah, just tonal, well, tonally. Well, and they put it on Front Street. I mean, just so to be clear. 
Todd Phillips has come out. He came out to say it's a standalone. He and Joaquin Phoenix have both said, I don't see it connecting or going into any others. Like he's, they've been asking him, Todd Phillips, the director and writer says, I do not see it going into a shared universe or continuing. I would, so, I would agree with that. If you don't set up Batman, like, well, but to me, but I, that's not a shared universe. Yeah. You can't have a Joker without a Batman. But we do have a Joker without a Batman. Like what? this whole movie sets up. Uh, what do you mean? Well, I mean, like the, we know the, he's become the Joker Batman. exists in relation to Batman. But the Joker at this point already I mean, exists in I, this in this world. I, I'm saying meta. Like oh, rem- oh, oh remove it you. from the film. I'm I saying the the Joker as a character doesn't exist without Batman. I see what you're you saying. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and so it, you know, it's like. You know, I thought you meant like you we, made, don't, we don't get the Joker in this world without getting right. Batman, if you made but, a Doctor No movie. It's still there's no Doctor No without James Bond. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, so I don't look at just because we we get a glimpse of Batman and Batman's origin. I still don't see that as necessarily a shared universe. I see that as like, well, of course, there's a Batman in a world where there's a Joker. Sure. Like if they had had a nod to Clark Kent, I would be like, what's that mean? That that's a different thing. Right. But, but to me, they yeah, like they're they're part of the same universe within that universe to answer your question kevin clark kent if if they do this clark kent does exist already because him and bruce are the same age so it clark kent is in smallville right but what i was just saying saying yeah yeah, superman yet right no totally totally yeah that the the age of the superhero he is i know i'm a superman guy but he is the the key the the starting point for the age of the the dc comics like when he shows up then everybody you can have a clark kent i just mean tom was saying no one's flying around and correct maybe there's just not a superman yet yes um but i think it was brilliant the way they backed into a batman origin (laughs) yeah they didn't hit you over the head with it you didn't necessarily see it coming they teased it and they tricked you bored with another origin story it was it was like oh this thing's been happening over here the whole time right surprise i and i i didn't think it was going to connect that yes i didn't either so I, I I dug it. Yeah, and I we, did too. We've already seen the Joker directly create Batman, and I love how he did it, but indirectly. It was right. his movement. This is a little homage to 89's and so, Batman. But it's like, but one of his Joker followers killed the parents. So Joker did cause it, but not directly. Right. And which, I, which to me adds an interesting wrinkle to the Batman Joker relationship. Yeah. Right. Where now Bruce automatically associates yeah. the Joker, the, the Joker clown, created Batman. The, the clown with the man who killed yeah. his parents. Right. Yeah. And it could him. still be Joe Chill. Like and, that's the thing. It yeah, could be Joe Chill sure. under that mask. And from from a young Bruce Wayne standpoint, seeing something like that when you're nine, ten years old, like he, you know, he might just assume it was really could. our Joker, yeah. or Arthur Fleck. You yeah. know what I mean? Like your mind can play tricks on but you. But it may as well have been. But it may as it, well have been. But he didn't do it like yeah. you said directly, right? But so. yeah, in his mind, it makes no difference. He started this movement and everything, and yeah. and he caused it. And so I I think that that's really cool. And they've connected it even more than normal because. Batman is usually traumatized and he has a connection with Joker and obviously losing your parents is bad enough but now it's not just Joe Chill even if it is it's Joe Chill the Joker follower right, and right. so you've given him more reason to hate Joker than exactly. ever before and honestly you've given the Joker more reason to hate the Waynes 
Yeah. And we, and we, and we don't know that. Yeah. The whole backstory with right. Thomas Wayne that we've right. never heard. It's like, wow, they both have a reason to hate each other. And we don't, right. obviously we don't know that if the Joker ever figures out who Batman I would say really yeah, is. Typically yeah. the Joker does not know that right. he's Bruce Wayne. But, but yeah. that adds an, an interesting wrinkle yeah. to the, to that whole thing. But yeah, yeah, I dug it. And the further away I get from the movie, the more, like, like I said, initially I was like, I'm not sure. But Walking the, out, I was the same. I was like, yeah. man, I don't like the, but the more I got away, the more yeah. distance I get from the more I'm like, man, that the I, more I talk I, about I, it, I dug it. Yeah. It was my number one anticipated movie of the year. I hyped up my head so much so when i left it i'm like oh i expected to love it more but i haven't stopped thinking about it all yeah week. right so it's same. like yeah same yeah so it's uh, it's definitely worth every go and i don't i don't think you need to to me i don't think you need to see it in imax uh nah. i don't really oh. see the point in that nah. they were making a big deal out of i was like but you they know always do but yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous movie they make the deal out of it because they get four dollars that's true yeah that's fair that's fair i guess that's it for this one let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them this is joe you can follow me on the twitter at joey butts b-u-t-t-s 21 this is kevin follow me on twitter at kevin r bracket and this is tom you can follow me on twitter at roger kubert or on facebook at facebook.com slash tom o'keefe you can find the show online facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there join the league of show sharers don't forget to check out our patreon page at patreon.com slash real spoilers and of course subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts apple Podcasts, google play spreaker kevin <laughs> <laughs> spotify wherever so uh anyway that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time grim can't find the bqe Make them laugh, make them laugh. Don't you know everyone wants to laugh? <laughs> my dad said be an actor, my son. But be a comical one, they'll be standing in lines for those old honky-tonk monkey shines. Now you could study Shakespeare and be quite elite. And you could charm the critics and have nothing to eat. Just slip on a banana, peel the world.